Hi, everyone, and welcome to the COVID-19 Vaccine Show. I'm excited to welcome to the program, Dr. Mark Hayden. Dr. Mark, what's going on? How are you? I'm feeling great. It is a, a um, wonderful spring day. We're getting a little rain right where I'm at, but uh, what is April showers bring May flowers, so maybe that will be the case. Um, but I'm feeling good and in the neighborhood, and, and um, so it's great. It's interesting everyone's saying that there's not going to be a surge in the United States, that the vaccine's working. That's still coming out in the news and different things, and then we're going to go into this other thing. Why do you think we're going to keep hearing that? Are we going to keep hearing that until they distribute to everyone? Well, here's the thing. I think uh, um, there is, I think that you're likely to see, the question is, you're, you're going to have another wave, I believe. The question is, when will that wave come? Uh, now they're talking about, hey, guess what? They're already trying to get funding, apparently, to see if they can get a third booster uh, for the shots that had two boosters. Now, and so really what it is, is, is COVID is part of the um, life, is part of life on planet Earth, okay? So... Uh, the coronavirus has been around for uh, since the first man was, well, I don't know since the first man was here, but it's been around for thousands of years. And coronavirus with a spike protein that can target primarily the alveolus, uh, that is, is here to stay. And the poor countries, there's no vaccine. We talked about the logistics. There's just no way to vaccinate um, Seven billion people—that's not—that's not, that's not going to happen. Um, you're, and the amount of people you would have to va uh, vaccinate like ninety-five percent of the population, and the pop and the vaccine would have to stop transmission. You know, right now we re measure efficacy by preventing symptoms, and certainly efficacy that's important is includes preventing either hospitalizations or um, real serious comp long-term complications. And all that's important, but you're not stopping transmission. So most of the vaccines that are out now are not stopping transmission and the virus will just continue to mutate. I think the latest word out of um, India is what we're getting triple, triple mutants. Yeah. But do you think it'll come here? Oh, yeah. Uh, these, uh, we do not have a, a incredibly tight border wall. I mean, you, you hear on the one hand, you, you, you ask, is COVID coming here? Well, COVID is definitely, trip, will triple mutants someday be in the United States? And the answer is that is yes. Um, triple mutants will be all throughout Mexico and and Central America and, and people who migrate or, or who come in through, through customs, they're going to bring it. it it's going it's, it will get here, most definitely. Okay, so what can we do then if that happens? So is this you, mutants, is you, our vaccine going to work with the mutants? Well, you know, when we say something's going to work, we need to really start thinking of What's our, what's our long-term timeline? Are we talking about, oh, it worked for you as an individual because you lived to next year or next, next month, next week? 
But if you're an individual, what you're looking for is how you can try to go back to a semi-near normal life that is long-term, that will have the minimum amount of side effects and that your, your, your family and your children can feel, can at least feel or, or uh, somewhat safe and, and year after year. And we're not gonna reach that way year after year with the with the intramuscular vaccines. No, this is not going away ever. This no. is not going in our way ever. No. So if you look at a year, two years, three years, five years from now, the mutants we see three and five years from now may be far more transmissible. Now we you can hope that they're they're not going to be as fatal, that somehow because you've seen multiple other variants, you'll 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 build a faster immune response or defense, et cetera. But but that's kind of hope. And that hasn't been proven out. And anytime you look at data uh, and, and you want to say, hey, Pfizer has a long-term solution to this. Really? Really? They haven't even seen the long-term variant yet. How are they going to have the long-term solution when the final long-term variant hasn't even shown up? Exactly. New variants going to keep on coming out. So the, And then you're going to have to ask yourself, well, can I... Can I keep shooting myself with the, how often can I take Moderna and Pfizer? Well, why did they limit it to two shots in the first place? Because side effects went up. Okay, so there's going to be a point there where you need to investigate other options. And, and that point is, it, it's reasonable that it's time to, actually the other option should have been investigated last year. Um, right. Yes, that, yeah, they they weren't. They wanted to stick with the conventional players on an unconventional virus. And that's what they did. And do you think they'll want to continue that or if it fails? And no, they I think the very fact that you're seeing, you know, I emailed you a copy of an article off of Al Jazeera. Now, let's all be honest. Okay, most people on Wall Street don't read Al Jazeera. But, you know, if you do a Google search, you can come up with some interesting things. Not everything that Al Jazeera says is is lunatic you know i mean i'm not i when i look for news i look for it from all over the world and and um, al jazeera though shows that there is a covid vaccine that they did an article on a covid vaccine you can make in your kitchen and uh, you could actually make it at home it didn't say in your kitchen uh, we could post it i'd love to post a copy of that i sent it to you yeah, we'll put that on your website. That'll be available. Yeah, and, and I think that would be great for people. You know, technically, that is a form of inoculation. And it's true, I did the first in COVID inoculations using live virus myself, okay? And that was done last, last, last summer. But this is the first time that inoculation is actually, actually, it looks like Bloomberg, uh, uh, recirculated this article because I see Bloomberg's name up at the top of it, even though it was originally published on, on Al Jazeera. And that really means, yes, Bloomberg is, is covering this thing. So, um, and it really goes into the point that people are starting to say we need alternatives. And having alternatives is very important. When you look at your young children in your family, 
do you want them to have alternatives or do you want them to have an experimental vaccine right that, that that's going to be that's going to be it well really we're going to have to reach with any variant we will have to reach a 90% reduction in transmission to stop it wow. probably so, by so, the end of the year. And so that's very this, hard. This one they're cooking up, uh, is it like what your vaccine is? Well, see, here's one of the things, and here's one of the things I love about this. It's, it's, it does not use live virus. I don't really love that part. And they're not really the Al Jazeera, what they talk about being able to make it the rapid deployment vaccine collaborative. We're going to call this the RADVAC, uh, rapid De deployment vaccine collaborative. Uh, RADVAC. We're going to call it a radical vaccine. You can, it's easy to make. You, you could whip it up in their, in your kitchen and we'll put a, let's put a copy of this out on the uh, website. Yes. And, and so, Really, what this suggests is, is that you take a bunch of the antigens that are in the uh, virus and you put it together and then you charge it and then you apparently spray it as a saline solution into your nose. And you actually using a charged particles to help attract it to your nasal mucosa. Uh, and actually it says, look, th they have talked with the World Health Organization about backing and testing it. Without success, the trained pharmacist is turning to non-governmental organizations and foundations. You know what I love that? What they're saying is these people have a method. It's not in the conventional. And all the people with the big money want to ignore like it never even existed. Holy and we found the same thing. The same thing was true when inoculation came out in the 1700s. All the conventional people, all that the uh, uh, London House of Science or the Royal Academy of Science in London, they did not want to get behind and support inoculation. And it was only when they had an epidemic and turned to it out of desperation that people actually did that. Now, I think that This process is moving forward without World Health Organization approval. That's a very important step because what will happen with RADVAC and what will happen with inoculation in general and the inoculation even with live virus is that once people understand viral principles, they'll be able to do a lot of these steps themselves. And then, of course, the government will step in and begin to say, oh, we just not only need to fund it, but we need to regulate it. That's the way the government does. I mean, that's the way, that's the way modern societies are. Uh, you've really seen, to a, some degree, you've seen the same thing in the crypto space. Guess what? Nobody regulated crypto. Then suddenly you get currencies popping up. Right. Now, and so, hey, soon they're going to be regulating crypto. So, but hey, guess what? It, does suggest that if you give people long enough and they have some sort of freedom, that eventually they can help find solutions. The truth will set them free. And all the people out there, what I like about RADVAC is, you know, 
at least these people were creative. They were thinking. They're not anticipating becoming super wealthy, but hey, they want to get it done. And, and they're not afraid. Now, these people ain't even using live virus, uh, which, of course, my inoculation is with live virus. But um, so there are differences from what I propose in this. But this idea that people are finally and that it's actually getting some media coverage. You know, the only right. media coverage we had for for uh, people doing any form of inoculation was that a bunch of drunk college kids from Alabama were inhaling live virus and they were getting sick and one of them may have died from it. That's the only coverage we so, had. So, so, what, so what do you, what do you think? So you think that this is not the live virus. So no, that's not the live virus. I think they will get some response that will be better than no response. And, 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 how, and how, it, how do you can do it at home? What do they get? Well, apparently they're taken. They're already on the 10th version. They get copies of the virus that aren't included in the commercial in, in commercial vaccines. They grind it up, make it into a powder, and they apply it to your mucosa. Here's the problem that they have, though, in my estimation. When you encounter a new type of antigen, let's see, say you see a new molecule and it's on and it comes to the surface of your skin. You don't, they're not under the under impression that they need to get that all the way to the intestinal tract to get the best processing of it. And I believe that. So I believe the reason why if you inhale it, you do not initially mount a very rapid response because it's in your alveolus and your alveolus really can't process it because it doesn't have all the tools there to get it done. But when you swallow it, your intestines every day is, has this whole garden of viruses, a garden of bacteria, a garden of living things in your, in your intestines. And it's growing that garden for a reason. It could have sterilized everything, but it's not all sterilized because it's analyzing, develop antibodies. It's managing the gut flora. And so there's a huge advantage to having live things that a virus or bacteria that can grow in your gut, that your intestines can analyze and make the best defense for. So that when I look at my small intestines, that's not just something for absorbing your proteins. It's not just something for absorbing fats and carbohydrates. It's a garden of investigational discovery for your intestines where bacteria and viruses are grown. They're analyzed. The very best defense, antibody defenses are developed in large part based on research right in your own intestines. And that is why getting these things to the intestines using an enteric coating, using live virus is the best way. And that is why, guess what? You know, a lot of the IM vaccines, yeah, they'll help you when you have it in the systemic phase, but they're not going to be as effective at protecting the surface because the surface antibodies are regulated to a large degree by the intestinal tract. So I, th I think that uh, the intestinal tract 
presentation of live virus using inoculation to the, to the small intestine is the safest way. It's safe because there are hundreds of millions of people who have had coronavirus infections that were asymptomatic. And yet they are no longer spreaders. It showed up in their stool, but they don't spread, especially children. You know, they did lots of studies with children. Hey, guess what? The children have it in their stool, but they're not spreading it in their lungs. Well, good. Are they immune? Yes, many of those children get immune to that particular spike protein. Why, why they get immune? Because obviously it was in their colon. It was growing. It was uh, multiplying. And when it grew in their intestines, when it grew in their intestines, they developed a great antibody. And that's what we want for regular people. And these, these people that are asymptomatic, there are hundreds of millions of them. They'd all developed immunity from intestinal exposure. So what I'm talking about now is not some hypothetical thing that has never happened. In fact, with me and my family, we took it orally. Real humans taking live COVID, educated, know what they do. And uh, yes, we had a, I had it grow out in my stool. I documented it in my stool. And I've exposed myself numerous times. That's the real ultimate test. Um, so yes, that process does work. And inoculation does work. Uh, right now, you know, yeah. Did Manu, did he tell you about how India's doing? How did he describe? No, so he just said it's pretty bad, but he thinks it's going to be fine in a couple of weeks. But I just think that they're they're kidding themselves. And we're going to have a worldwide panic. But guess what? They're not going to say it in the U.S. because the U.S. has the vaccine. And again, I think that the point we want to tell our listeners to finish up is the vaccine is able to keep you from having severe effects of COVID-19. However, you still could get it, but however, the problem is you're going to get shots for the rest of your life. This is not over. This is just like the flu shot. You're going to choose to be vaccine or not vaccine, and it's never going to end the pandemic. And that's what Dr. Hayden's prediction is. I'm not saying true or false on this, but Dr. Hayden's been completely right the whole time. It's going to look good right now, unless there's a, until the next wave. And then the mutation will mean that, yes, the virus is not gone. Yes, but then people are going to need to get vaccinated again in six months. So best place to find information on you is antivirusair.com. And you always close us out with a positive note after kind of uh, difficult notes. You know, every day of your life is a gift. And every day of my life is a gift. I have to make my days count and I have to count my days. I've got to make today the most meaningful day it can be. And good luck to you on that. And good luck to me. I count my days, my days are numbered. And what we want is to make use of our time, make use of every moment we have. And, and that, that's a good goal. I appreciate this chance to talk to y'all and, and, uh, Certainly uh, hope, hope to be coming to a country near you soon and uh, swallowing some live COVID and oral inoculation. We'll do some I, I've got some that. connections in Africa now too. So working yeah. on Africa. I, 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 want the most, I, want, I want to swallow the most deadly uh, known virus form. In, in every country in the world. Okay, I love it. I, I'm open yeah. to it. All yeah. right. We're waiting on this. 
which I ho- don't want to happen the next wave. All right. That again, that was the COVID-19 vaccine show. <laughs>